Um, briefly tonight, I know that this is going to be an exciting night for a lot of people and, and also just a busy night maybe. I'm sure everyone here has got all their presents wrapped and everything done. And No, that's not the case, right? So the whole prepared thing early or later in November didn't really work out too good for us. But here we are. Here we are. Our situations are all different. Some of us are rejoicing, some of us are sorrowful, but we're here, I'm here specifically tonight to talk to you about Jesus, about Jesus. Um, Last week we got in John 1, we just read what it was said of him, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything that was made, made. Jesus was the Word. He existed from the beginning. He was with God, and He was God. He was not created by Mary. He was pre-existing creation, and He became man through Mary and through the Holy Spirit. So Jesus came. And so tonight is going to be a little bit different than maybe what you're used to me sharing on a... a, um, Christmas Eve night, um, because we continue seeing the story, John 1, 14, it said, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as one and the only from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus came to this earth, and he began to proclaim things, he began to say things that blew away the teachers, that blew away the scribes, and they didn't understand it. It even blew away his family. When you go, and some of you know what it's like when you grew up in a town and maybe everyone knew you when you were younger and maybe a little less mature than you are right now, sometimes it's hard to get the street cred that maybe you have everywhere else. But Jesus had the same problem. In Mark 3.21, before it came out, he was healing people. He was assigning disciples. He was proclaiming good news. And it said this, And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. They actually saw him do these things, but they still, like, this is still Jesus. We knew him We knew him when he was a carpenter. We knew all this stuff. They were having a problem believing him. In Mark 3, 22, it says this, And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebub, or the devil, and by the prince of demons, he cast out demons. So Jesus was casting out demons. He was healing people. He was calling disciples. Great followers were coming all around him. Now, the question I have for you tonight, it's easy for us to come to candlelight, to sing songs that maybe we've grown up with, silent night, it always rings true, we're going to end with O Holy Night, and that just, those are songs that just grip me, but tonight you really have a question to ask yourselves. 
We've talked all month long about Jesus coming, the promises of the Old Testament, how we need to endure those things. Pastor Todd talked about groaning well this morning and the expectation of God coming back. The Advent for us is expectation of Jesus coming back. However, if you are not a Christian, that is not an encouraging thing to think about. So what I want to do is propose to you. Uh, C.S. Lewis came up with this, and... um, let me just go first, first to John 14, 9. It said, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? So Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. If you've seen me, you've seen God. That's what Jesus said. So he healed people, he cast out demons, he, he called disciples, he did all kinds of things. His family thought he was crazy and tried to pull him back. The scribes and Pharisees thought he was a lunatic, and he continued to go on and he said these things, and C.S. Lewis said this, you have to accept that Jesus Christ is either a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord. There is the only intelligent things to do. So let me, let's just go through this. He's a liar. He said he was God. He said he was God. Some of you might say that's lying and that's lunacy. If I were to go to you, and how many times have you heard people, like, I am God right now. I am Jesus, come back. No one wants Buddha to come back. I don't see people going, I am Buddha, come back. They always want to mimic Jesus. And so he said these things, he said, I mean, and so the response is he's either a liar, a lunatic, or a king. So I want you to get a picture. If there's a mental hospital, um, two men are lying down on the bed, and the one guy looks over to the other guy, he's like, I'm Napoleon! I'm Napoleon! I'm Napoleon! <laughs> they look over, and the other guy looks over to him. Who said that? God told me so! The other guy says, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, Lunacy, being a lunatic or being crazy or being a liar are not things that we say are good things. So a lot of the world right now, and maybe some of you would go, Jesus is a great teacher. Jesus is a moral uh, idea of how we should live. He is a good thing and we're going to do it. But that's not what was said in the scriptures. Yes, the scripture says he was good. He's the father, God. But everyone else was going, he's either a liar or he's a lunatic, but he is certainly not God. The question for you this, this evening, if you are a seeker, if you are seeking or maybe you have walked at a distance with God, you have to ask yourself, is Jesus which of the three is he to you? Don't tell me how good of a moral person he is when if he didn't say and mean all the things he said, it was crazy. Don't, don't get caught up in just all the warm vibes of maybe what your family said. Oh, Jesus is my Savior and you want him as a personal Savior. Jesus can't be your little personal Jesus that swings. I just think of the R.E.M. song or the Depeche Mode song 
where they have a little Jesus on the cross and we hold Jesus as this little personal thing that he's just ours and we contain him. Jesus cannot be contained. He cannot be. And so you have to ask and ponder in your heart, is Jesus who he said he is? We've gone over it this past month. Jesus said that he is God. He is God. He preexisted everything. He came to earth. He came in a lowly position. He came to a poor family from a poor town. Remember the post office and Crapo things picture? He did not come from the big city. He came in a lowly form to a poor family that did not have status. He came from a small town, and it even said that Jesus was not much to look at. He wasn't like Pastor Todd, Mr. Hanson, you know. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't something to look at. And he walked the earth in perfect, sinless, with a perfect, sinless life. He walked the earth, healed people, cast out demons, called disciples, and began a ministry that is going on to this day. Folks, if you're here doubting, we might be the lunatics. Paul says, if the, Jesus did not die on the cross, we are the foolish ones. But all of history, before Jesus came, the prophets pointed, said, the Messiah is going to come. The Messiah is going to come. He's going to come and he's going to bring salvation. Jesus is that Messiah. If you don't believe him, this is not good news. You really have to walk through in your heart, is he who he says he is? I want to look here real quick in this little chart. Jesus claims to be the Son of God. What are the choices? The first one on the left is liar. He knew his claims were false. If you believe Jesus was a liar, you believe that his claims were false. And if I were up here and I were lying to you all the time, would you continue to come here and listen to anything I said? Probably not, right? So he knew his claims were false. If you believe he was a liar, he was a liar, a hypocrite, and the fool. That's one choice you have. If you're going to say Jesus Christ is a liar, then you have to accept that about him. No longer just setting him up on a pedestal. Second one is a lunatic. You have to believe he did not know his claims were false. I am Napoleon. I am Napoleon. You know who said? You have to believe that he was deluded, a lunatic, and a fool. You can't just say he was a good teacher and a moral thing because he was one of these three. And I was going to propose to you as a continuing thing of Advent, the first Advent was Jesus coming. What the kids just sort of demonstrated here. It was Jesus coming. The second Advent is you and I. If you're a Christian this evening and you have waited, you are still waiting, you're groaning, you're saying, Jesus, come back. Jesus, come back. We need you. And you recognize him as Lord. Jesus knew his claims were true. He is Lord. And right now, you can either accept his claim or you can reject it. You accept it, it means eternity with God, with the mediator of Jesus Christ, or eternity with God without a mediator. If you think about the story of um, 
Abraham getting called, or the, excuse me, the uh, leper being called to come and dip his hand in the water. There was a visible recognition. But Jesus, if you're in Christ, you have a mediator in the presence of God. You have someone who said it is finished, that you are holy and right because of what he has done. If you have not, you don't have a mediator, and that's who Jesus was. He came so that my sinfulness, my darkness, when he came, he lived the life that I couldn't. He died the death that I couldn't in order that we can have eternal life in the presence of God. That's what Dr. Herb talked about earlier. This evening, the choice is yours. Is he a liar? Is he a lunatic? Or is he king and Lord? And will you worship him? Christian, this means something for you. I've, I've sort of pushed a hard narrative, but Christians, for us, if you, if you call him Lord, we have to live like he is Lord. We can't just live like shallow how. We can't just barely make it. We've got to groan well. We've got to live well. We've got to point and be in the presence of God so that the glory that he shines on us reflects to those that are around us. Tonight, if you're a Christian, remember that you said at some point in time that he is Lord. Let us live and celebrate like that. The next visual here, it says, a little hard to see, Jesus is God with us, not God controlled, explained, and tamed by us. We only see but a little piece of who Jesus is right now. Anyone who says they understand him completely do not understand completely. Only one day when God reveals that to us. We can't tame him. We can't change his words to soften it for the world around us. We have to be say God is God and he is true or I'm a liar and he's a liar and we're all lunatics, but we cannot tame him. Lastly, Philippians 3.20 says this, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior. Church, if you consider yourself the church this evening, we are waiting. We are citizens of heaven. We groan, as Todd mentioned this morning. We wait. Nothing is going to be right perfectly. Our life is going to be a struggle. Our life will be painful. Our kids will be in the hospital. Things will happen. But Jesus is coming back, and we are citizens of that kingdom. We await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, our cancer-ridden body, our um, just fallen body, to be like his glorious body. We're going to be like him someday. By the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Jesus not only came, born of a virgin, crucified, but he rose again. Not only that, he took other people who were dead and dead for three days and raised them to life. Is Jesus a liar? Is he a lunatic? Or is he Lord of your life tonight? I want to propose to you, if you have considered that he is a liar and a lunatic, that tonight I just want to say to you that he is waiting with open arms. I would ask that you would just trust him tonight. So worship team comes up. We're going to be singing O Holy Night together. 
This is a holy night, not because we have candles in the sanctuary or a tree or beautiful stained glass or a cathedral ceiling. This is a holy night because we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is all that we need this evening. He is all that we need for Christmas. Celebrate him tonight. Remember what he has done. And if you've been questioning, reach out to him as he reaches out to you. Let's stand as I pray, and then we'll sing together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that Jesus, you are Lord You are God. You are God in the flesh. God came down that we received your glory. Your glory is all around us. God, we want to bask in your presence. We want to be in your glory. We want things to be brought right. And so, God, we look forward to the future when you return. But for now and for every day of our lives, we're going to pray and we're going to worship and we're going to rejoice that we have a risen Savior especially on this holy night. Let's sing together.